welcome to Luxury On Air, where we explore the trends, innovations, and personalities defining and redefining the luxury industry. Welcome to a new episode of Luxury On Air, the podcast we usually talk to experts in the luxury industry and academia, but this time it is a special edition in which we speak to consumers of luxury goods. The host of this special edition is also new. I'm Michael Grump, Head of Research at Deloitte Switzerland. But don't worry if you miss our co-hosts Karin or Felicitas. I will speak to one of them at the end of our show. Today we are going to India, one of the booming markets for the luxury industry. And we will explore the consumer side of this industry. I will speak with four quite typical consumers from different generations. The baby boomer generation. Generation X, Generation Y and Generation Z. We find out what luxury means to them, what important luxury trends they see, how important local brands are compared to foreign brands and how the hot topic sustainability influences their consumer behavior. So let's start with the first interview with Suresh Ramanathan. A big welcome to Professor Suresh Ramanathan, Dean and Principal of the Great Lake Institute of Management, a well-known business school in India. Suresh, welcome to our Luxury On Air podcast. Thank you, Michael. Lovely to be here. Suresh, you have an impressive return. And what I really found interesting, before you entered the academic world in 1997, you worked many years in the private industry. And here it is getting interesting. You worked for a well-known tea and coffee business that was later acquired by Unilever. Then you okay. moved into the media and advertising industry. And there you worked for large brands as McCann Erickson and MTV. And I believe that laid also the foundation of your current role because you are a professor of marketing and strategy. And one of the main topics that you cover are consumer behavior and brand management. Mm -hmm. And with that, there is, of course, a close link to the luxury industry. Sure. Let, let's start with a more personal question. So you belong to the baby boomer generation. So what means luxury for you personally as a consumer? And how would you compare that to other generations? So I grew up uh, in, uh, in the 70s and 80s India, uh, which was predominantly uh, back then, pretty much uh, given to socialist principles in the sense, even though it was not a socialist country, uh, but it was governed by socialist principles and therefore luxury was, was actually a luxury. I mean, even to think about luxury was a luxury if, if you, uh, you know, yeah. if you understand. So uh, it, it was, I mean, we, we never even had access to luxury goods back then, or if at all, uh, you know, it was there, it was so heavily taxed that it was completely unaffordable. So to most people of my generation, at the most, you know, if we spent on something, it would be on things like jewelry and, and uh, you know, personal, uh, you know, products like that, uh, in that sense, and, and mostly about ornamentation and, and things like that. Um, and I, I recall uh, a time when the only idea that we had of luxury was, you know, if we traveled abroad and we brought back anything foreign, anything foreign made. It didn't have to be something, you know, a luxury good or anything like that. Anything made abroad was a luxury for us, right? Because uh, we were starved of that. There was absolutely no, 
access to anything that was foreign made and uh, or if at all it, it was there it was so heavily taxed as i said so therefore for people of my generation most of the um, you know if if there was any wealth that could be deployed towards spending on luxury goods it would typically be on things like jewelry or you know buying a house or something like that but nothing nothing beyond that you know there was absolutely nothing uh anywhere nothing approaching fashion or you know i mean that particular industry i think came up only thereafter so oh. so really also it's yeah it's a kind of investment also to say okay uh you know with jewelry and and gold it's in things like that that you have have yeah. some value correct that is right that is right so gold gold has always even now gold continues to be one of the major investments in india it's the largest market for gold uh you know in in the world and therefore uh you know there is a lot that people of my generation typically place uh, you know the, the kind of emphasis they place on it is uh, is huge uh, so I, i think it is it is emerging and and because there is greater access to uh, to a lot more luxury products you you see that there is an opportunity for people of my generation to to display their affinity towards luxury but much less so compared to people of uh, you know other generations the the newer generations if you will are there any specific trends you you might want to share with us in terms of in your generation so what about uh leisure wellness and and stuff like that so is it more getting more into into the the service sector and less uh commoditized yes i i so people of my generation i think like to travel a lot and uh with you know with more wealth uh, in you know accumulating in this generation travel particularly in 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 uh, in moving into you know accommodations which are luxurious uh, two of the most famous hotel brands in the world are indian uh, the taj group and and the oberoi group and you know they run some absolutely fantastic properties uh, in india uh, and and abroad and uh, and therefore i would say that anybody uh of my generation who wants to indulge themselves would probably say that yeah you know let's go on a trip and stay at the oberoi uh you know uh, in 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 udaipur or some place like that and you know they would have a a wonderful time right so that is one area where you see luxury being uh, embraced by people of my generation we also see um yeah you know automobiles and things of like that which are probably you know more you know, some of the more luxurious models of of, of automobiles people uh, you know you see people of my generation adopting it uh i would probably say that yeah you know uh, wellness and things of like that i i'm not sure whether there is any significant trend towards that okay uh, luxury there's always a close link to brands so really having strong brands i mean how important is the origin of a luxury brand for representatives of your generation so i think i have to speak for all of india now i i would say about till about 5 or 6 years ago probably the origin of the brand would not have mattered so much i think there is a little bit of a newfound nationalistic pride that people have in india and therefore there is a greater tendency to embrace indian uh, luxury brands but having said that i don't think uh, you know at least to my generation uh, where the brand is made matters as much as quality and uh, you know reputation and so on 
certainly i think with the greater accessibility to uh, you know brands such as louis vuitton and, and uh, you know other other very well you know well known brands um we see that there is a greater uh, familiarity with these brands and therefore you know because uh, of their origins and and so on i think people actually uh, feel that you know this is this is a uh, you know they're becoming more conscious of the origin of the brand itself uh, but i don't think it was the case maybe till 10 years ago okay a hot topic in the worldwide luxury industry is sustainability uh, so i mean for you as a luxury consumer of your generation how important is this topic and to what degree does it influence your purchasing decision or your consumption behavior or also from others of your generation so personally i think i'm i'm very very conscious of sustainability i care about it a lot uh when i was in the us uh i switched from uh you know gasoline powered vehicles to electric vehicles bought myself a tesla so you know all of that you know i i did check those boxes uh but uh for me i think sustainability needs to be expressed in in many different ways by a brand before it becomes a compelling reason for me to buy uh and one of the issues that i have in india having come back here is the relative lack of access to brands that are truly sustainable or that follow sustainable practices so uh, there are a few but not so many uh, but if 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 i were to think about sustainable luxury brands that are available in india i would certainly you know be much more open to buying those compared to those that do not follow sustainable practices uh, some indian brands are actually doing it there is certainly a very large um uh, industry that is kind of structured around the uh, idea of sustainable practices including you know making sure that you know uh, the uh, uh, all the uh, ethical practices are followed as well as you know making sure that uh, you know uh, there is nothing that is uh, being wasted and so on and so forth so i think there are there is some consciousness about it Uh, but i think it is only growing now it hasn't taken off in a completely uh, significant manner yet but do you think that's now a little bit the supply side that you were focusing on mm. so what about the demand side so i mean the more consumers demand for that i guess the companies will follow do you think that will happen over the next years it yeah i i i do believe it will happen uh, i i believe that there is a growing generation particularly the younger generations that you will be talking to are much more conscious about sustainability uh sustainability has not been part of the vocabulary of some you know people of my generation i would dare say i think uh, the younger ones seem to be a lot more conscious and a lot more in fact i wouldn't say militant but definitely demanding about it and so you know i think you will see that definitely taking off in a big way in the next next few years jolish many thanks for your time it was very interesting All the best and I'm sure I speak to you soon. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you Michael. Lovely talking to you. That was Sorish. Our next guest Nandini belongs to the generation X, those that are born roughly between 1965 and the end of the 70s. My line goes to Mumbai in a big welcome to Nandini Rakavendra Nandini, welcome to our Luxury on Air podcast. Thank you, Michael. Nandini, you have a very interesting background. 
You have a master's degree in English. And after you graduated a little bit more than two decades ago, you moved into journalism. As a journalist, you discovered then the luxury topic. And back then you worked for India's leading financial daily, the Economic Times. At the time as India opened up its economy and the market started to grow. And therefore, you know the whole industry and topic very well. A few years ago, you moved into consulting, but you never lost sight of the market. So you belong to the Generation X. And my first question, what means luxury for you personally as a consumer? Pandemic has changed what luxury means for me. Let's say there has been a definite re-evaluation of priorities as far as I am concerned. And this Definition is no longer restricted by the concepts of quality, comfort, and elegance. But exclusivity definitely is a consideration and bespoke even more so. But I must add that there is a gradual shift from the external to an internalization of what I consider to be luxury so far. Let me add, I would rate curated experiences that help me personally to learn, grow and express who I am as higher on my personal list of preferences. And definitely, I would add that purpose beyond comfort as luxury is now an important consideration. And of course, we live in the age of technology which is changing, evolving as we talk. So, yes, technology, of course, is an important role across all sectors, including luxury. So I would um, definitely add that incorporating the emerging cutting-edge latest technology into these curated experiences is something I would expect as a given. Now, whether that experience is using artificial intelligence or a virtual reality experience, ultimately for me, the concept of luxury, I would say, is becoming less about products that I want to own and more about who I am or what I want to be. I would uh, end this by saying that in the evolving world of luxury, brands that can offer all of these are increasingly the ones that I would personally lean more towards. Okay, let, let's look at other people of your generation. So the Generation X in India. So are there specific luxury trends that are emerging right now in your generation? And do they differ from trends to other generations? As cliched as it may sound, times are changing. And while I grew up on an emphasis of heritage and loyalty in the world of luxury, giving a huge premium to the tried and tested, as we would say, there are new views taking root. I would say that my generation is more willing to experiment with new ideas and a fresh approach, be it in hospitality or fashion, food or travel. And these ideas are demographic and age agnostic. They do not have to come from long established entities. We are willing to try. As long as the promised ideas are unique, they've never been 
tried before and of course always exclusive this trend is emerging i would say from a changing mindset as many of india's bright and young ones are reversing the brain drain they are choosing to come back to india they are making choices which um, i would say are encouraging because they bring with them the best of what they have learned in the west and are adapting it to curate indian experiences across categories be it fashion hospitality or even construction and it is the skills that they honed in the best academic institutions of the west and are combining it to cater to the rising interest in india's deep rooted traditions history culture languages literature food theater art craft and very interestingly the rich folklore of india so you know brand is always a very important topic in the luxury industry so how important is in the meantime the origin of a luxury brand for representatives of your generation in india the origin of the luxury brand is very important equally is its story its beliefs and definitely its purpose india has several well known luxury brands and this is across categories in fact our fashion designers are names who have d- dressed many an international celebrity so whether it is raghavendra rathod tarul tehlani rohit bal sabesachi rahul mishra anita dongre ritu kumar manish malhotra manish arora and i could go on all of them have crossed borders and made a name from them for themselves in the global world of fashion as far as hospitality goes our hotel chains like itc taj with their palace properties and oberoi with their villas brand are very well known for their luxury experiences in terms of products like kama and for forest essentials these are names which are found on the shelves of some of the world's best hotels as well as spas you know all of this i would say is also a result of the maturing of the indian luxury market and spends have increased considerably over the last 2 to 3 decades a huge part of this i would say has been played by the constantly increasing indian wedding market which has made the desirability of brands such as fashion designers aspirational there are several fashion designers who brides aspire to be on on their special day and hotels have become luxury venues where they would love to have their wedding celebrated in very interesting nantini many thanks for your time i wish you all the best thank you michael after nandini we will speak now to palavi from new delhi she belongs to generation y also called millennials those born in the 1980s up to the mid 1990s my line goes to new delhi to palavi das palavi welcome to our luxury on air podcast 
Thank you, Michael. It's a pleasure to be here. And a warm hello to all the listeners across the globe. Pallavi, you are a communications professional and have been working with companies across various sectors and you belong to the generation Y. So my intro question for you, what does luxury mean for you personally as a consumer? Um, well, uh, luxury is a tough term to define. Um, it could mean something different for everyone. But as a consumer, luxury is equivalent to better quality be it in food, clothes, better design, or even lifestyle. Um, for me, uh, it would be, say, a simple example would be a swanky apartment right in the city center. Um, that's it. I know that luxury has a premium price attached to it, and uh, sometimes it automatically puts it in the category of a want and not of a need. Okay, so for you, as a good example, would be a real estate in a nice location. But uh, yes. when, you, when, when you look at other people of your generation in India, uh, do you mm. see any specific luxury trends that are emerging right now in your generation? Is there something that is gaining in importance? I feel in my generation, uh, with the rise in spending power, gone are the days when people used to buy things as necessity. And uh, interestingly, I see more people collecting unique items or things from across the globe, which lasts longer and stands out. Uh, a simple example would be, say, a limited edition watch. And this is irrespective of the price point. And what do you think yeah. is different from other generations? I think our generation is quite unique in the sense of our predecessors, that is uh, Generation X. Uh, who has always believed in saving and securing their future, particularly in India, and uh, thereby not spending much on luxuries and focused more on the necessities of life. And our successors, that is Generation Z, they are the minimalistic generation, like the whole world knows them. They will rent it out rather than buying and committing to it for their lifetime. But we in Generation Y are willing to spend for it before we flaunt it. We are happy to spend that extra money to have a luxurious vacation to a luxurious spot rather than just going somewhere nearby and just having a day off instead, which probably the Generation Y might do it. You know, the brands are always very important link to luxury items. So how important is the origin of a luxury brand for representatives of your generation? So where they come from, from what, what country as well, or the brand itself? So um, let me approach it this way. Um, there was a time when brands were not important at all for my generation as well. Um, but then came the rise of purchasing power in India. And uh, with double income and no kids society and more money to spend in the hands of an average Indian, the evolution of the brands began. Also, um, the Indian consumer started uh, getting themselves more aware of the right luxurious brand that they are looking for. So, for example, if it's a designer luxury bag, it has to come from Paris. Or if it's a designer luxury car, it has to come from Germany. Now, um, while the custom duty charges on, 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 say, the car would range from, say, 60 to 100% of the price of the product, but uh, people who really understand the importance of luxury and the pleasure of owning it are ready to pay for it. 
and uh, if if i say that you know how are indian brands uh, um, uh, specifically attached to luxury i would you know there are some uh, properties in hospitality chain say the taj and oberoi groups who give uh, experience and a stay which is really high end when it comes to a lifestyle and uh, uh, these are actually quite popular among among the international visitors also uh, who prefer that kind of quality and do visit such places when it come whenever they are in their during their vacation time whenever they visit india so uh, do you see also a growing importance of local indian luxury brands so are there also other sectors where local brands are emerging and where let's say consumers in india are really quite keen on uh, purchasing those items absolutely yes see i also think that um, indians somewhere they had always preferred uh, local brands and uh, why i say that is that uh, uh, there's a there's a company called fab india there's a brand called fab india which is in existence for the last 50 years and they the usp and as the name suggests that you know they celebrate the uh, heritage textiles of india so they work with craft based rural uh, producers to create sustainable employment and they also preserve the local tradition along with it now they have range of uh, uh, organic products and natural food products and uh, these these range would i mean in when it comes to clothing it would uh, range from say, say cotton linen when it comes to food products it would be you know right from the source so i i do see that a lot of emphasis it was already put into this area and uh, the, the term that you know let's focus on local was always there and uh, with this i would also add that increasingly i uh, there there is actually a trend that lot many companies in, in the in the say past 5 to 10 years have come uh, or have been launched who are focusing on local products local and organic products also so there, there's a company who uh, focuses on bamboo based products there's a company who has a particular uh, clothing line which are uh, based on hemp products and all of these clothes uh, or or all of this line is uh, I, i would say they are uh, uh, you know they they repel uv rays they resist mold and they are all carbon negative okay that's very interesting because there you already have the very close link to a very hot topic in the industry it's sustainability and i think your examples show quite good that also local products luxury products i mean fit quite well into the trend of sustainability so how big is the influence of this trend really in your generation so does it really influence a lot the purchasing decisions and the consumption behavior so do the consumers in your generation uh, put a lot of emphasis on this already or not yet so uh, speaking from my generation and also speaking from the recent experiences which i'm having after you know speaking with my generation people i do see that uh, this point of sustainability is increasingly become a decision making factor um while i'll be honest it is not still there where it should be but doing small things like you know um carrying a uh, carrying a bag when when you're going out or uh, focusing on the environment and the environment friendly products are increasingly topping the chart palavi that was very interesting many thanks for your time and all the best thank you michael 
That was Pallavi and last but not least Generation Z, those born between the mid-1990s and the year 2010. Let's listen to Ria. My line goes to the city of Indore in the central Indian state, Madhya Pradesh. And in the line is Ria Chopra. Ria, welcome to our podcast, Luxury on Air. Hey, thank you. It's a pleasure being here. Ria, you're a master's student at the Great Lakes Institute of Management, a well-known business school, and you belong to the Generation Set. So my intro question to you, what does luxury mean for you personally as a consumer? Well, uh, my definition for luxury is divided in two terms. That's the pre and the post pandemic times. So uh, in the pre-pandemic times, very honestly, I was a bit more about the talk of the town things. Something that, you know, buying something that makes me the talk of the town or is the talk of the town. Something that is in the show-off sector, something that can be talked about. But then uh, in this post-pandemic time, I am more about the connection and the journey that the brand has uh, brought to me. The connection and the values that the brand has with me. And I look into these things and it is more about personal satisfaction and personal choice now. Instead of that show-off thing, that show-off factor has literally lost its significance for me. So this is the perspective of luxury for me. The connection that the brand brings for me and something that satisfies me. Okay, and you already mentioned the pre-pandemic and post-pandemic has, has seen already a shift and maybe also for your generation. So when you look at other people of your generation in India, so what luxury trends are emerging right now in your generation? Well, uh, we are more about fast and quick options. We are really not ready to wait. And then one very significant thing that we have noticed is that uh, Till 2010s, everyone was about that I want this product to fit me. Like uh, I should fit into this product or I should change myself to fit into this product. But now we are more about that this product should fit me. This product should be modified to fit me. We are more relatively comfortable in our own skin. So uh, these kind of changes are quite evident, uh, be it our body types, be it our skin tone. We want the products to be customized according to us. So these are the major trends and the major changes in our generation from the past generation. So really a change in perspective as well. And how important is the origin of a luxury brand for representatives of your generation? So where a brand comes from, either it's a foreign brand or a local brand? Well, it depends. Uh, for example, if I'm thinking of buying a vintage, then definitely I like to look into the origin of the product and everything. But then if we talk about some services or some brand, for example, the biggest boy band these days, they are a luxury brand in their own. BTS is a huge luxury brand worth millions. So I don't think there's hardly anyone who uh, began liking them or began following them from their origin. It is their social media presence, their BTS and episodes, their journey that attracted us first. And then after that, we slowly began researching about which country they come from or which company owes them and everything. So uh, origin is definitely important, but then it is not the significant fact now. Journey is what interests us more. 
A very hot topic in the worldwide luxury industry is sustainability at the moment. So for you as a luxury consumer of your generation, so how important is this topic at the moment and to what degree does it influence yeah, your decision to buy something or uh, your consumption behavior? Well, uh, beginning from a personal level, I really look forward to the recyclability tags on my uh, clothes or the apparels that I buy, on everything that I buy. And then after that, uh, I also try to go ahead with sustainable fabrics and sustainable designs. And more than that, I prefer buying classics the most. So classics with the lots and lots of accessories helps me repeat my clothes and then uh, give a different look every time. Instead of getting too deeply involved in the trendy cycle, I am more about buying the classics and then using them again. And I also prefer donating my clothes. Then talking about a general uh, specific about my generation, we have lots and lots of crazes these days. For example, there are this 3D printing objects. Everyone is really crazy about these um, lack of raw material products, be it the shoes, be it the hats. They're really, really in craze and in trend these days. And then we also love to use recycled products. For example, there is this uh, store in London, specifically Bottle Top, I guess, if I'm not wrong about the name. So they have been selling uh, the bags and the accessories made out of uh, the can openers. And then so there's so much craze about the product because they're so chic looking and so trendy as well as sturdy. So these kind of things really excite us. As well as the brands are working uh, a lot to, you know, gain attention. For example, Prada has some initiatives. Laurel Paris has some initiatives. So these kind of things motivates us and also wants us to think about this topic a lot. It's very interesting. So also recycling and the circular economy, how you uh, sometimes can summarize this, are gaining in importance. Ria, thanks a lot for this very interesting uh, discussion. And I wish you all the best. Thank you. It's a pleasure. And now a big welcome to Felicitas, normally one of our co-hosts of Luxury on Air. Felicitas, welcome to your own podcast. <laughs> Hi, Michael. Yeah, thank you very much uh, for welcoming me in my own podcast series. Felicitas, we have listened to four consumers from India, all belonging to different generations What surprised you most? Yeah, indeed, that was super interesting to listen to those four interviews. And um, the most surprising for me was uh, to see so big differences. Actually, I didn't expect that. But now thinking about the differences between those generations or what has changed between them, um, I can spot four aspects that are really clear to me. So the very first one is, and people who follow our podcast series since a while will be familiar with this term, the change from solid to liquid forms of luxury. So um, when Suresh talks about his experience when he grew up, um, with luxury, it was much about owning things of lasting value, so owning jewelry, gold, a big house, um, all things of, of lasting value. While when we listen to Ria, our Gen Z kid, and also uh, the Gen Y kid, uh, Pallavi, they talk a lot about uh, more ephemeral concepts like you know having a nice place to live in. It doesn't. She doesn't talk about whether it's owned or rented. It's just being in a real estate in a nice location. Um, then 
Generation Z's approach to um, neophilia, so the hunger for new stuff. They don't want to wait. They want to have uh, the newest thing. They want to have the most creative thing. They want to change. They uh, want want it fast. They want it now. Um, and also her approach to luxury in terms of the connection that the brand brings to them, um, the purpose that they can find in those brands. These are all way more ephemeral concepts of luxury, way more immaterial and fluid forms of luxury. A second aspect that I spotted was um, the socialist versus individualist approach to luxury. So Suresh is our baby boomer here. Um, he he remembers those times where even talking about luxury was a luxury in itself. So uh, from a socialist mindset, which he cites for that time, it was even something not well seen to really being interested in luxury. Though nowadays, when we listen to Ria and her Gen Z mindset, she, it's very individualist. Even if I may, a little bit egocentric, where she says, right, this luxury brand has actually to serve me. Um, I don't want to wait. Um, it has to fit me. So that is a completely different and definitely not socialist approach towards luxury. It's really an individualistic approach. Um, the third difference, and that is somewhat related to it, um, for me is the um, external versus internal approach to luxury. So um, Suresh coming with this idea of a socialist mindset for that generation, I also had the impression that luxury was more about if you had luxury, it was a clear status signal to the outside. So signaling to others um, your status in society. So a way more um, social approach in terms of social signaling, while for the younger generations, it seems luxury is more a self-signaling thing. So it's more about signaling to myself um, what I want to be. Um, luxury helps me to become what I aspire to be, finding my ideal self through the luxury that I'm consuming. So a clear shift from the external signaling function to the internal signaling function. And the fourth aspect, which I found really different, um, was the importance of the country of origin. So I could hear in our baby boomers account that Everything that was foreign by itself was already a luxury, which is probably a lot related to uh, those heavily taxed imported goods. So the Indian market has been closed for a, for a long time. And you're also mentioning in your interview um, with Nandini, I think, um, that she actually followed this change of um, India from being a very closed market to an opening market. Um, here you can see Suresh is still very much focused on local luxury, um, probably due to those th those then closed market. While when we listen to Ria, um, for them, for Generation Z, the world is at their hand. She even mentions like the real origin of the brand is not that important anymore as long as they are well representing on social media and actually just there in a globalized manner. The mega topic in many Western countries, sustainability, still plays a somewhat subordinate role in India and does not dominate everything, as we just heard. What do you think about it? 
Yeah, I think the answers of our four representatives were very revealing about the current state of uh, responsible consumption by luxury consumers. Uh, what I found interesting was that um, the matter of sustainability was never spontaneously mentioned by them, especially when you asked for the big trends. However, when you pointed them at the topic, they said, yeah, yeah, of course I'm doing it. I'm checking all the boxes. I'm doing that. It's super important for me. So uh, sorry if I sound a little bit ironic right now, but um, this is something that I, of course, do not only hear from them here, from the Indian consumers. I would say this kind of behavior or this kind of attitude applies to many people all around the globe, even still in Western countries, um, because it's uh, it's two different things. Having a good intention or finding the topic important and acting on it. That's the famous intention behavior gap when it comes to sustainability. Um, and I, I also find it interesting to see that some People um, would say they are consuming responsibly if they buy more products which have kind of a green image or some green technology or some green feature uh, like a Tesla, for example, uh, while others are changing their way of consuming or even deconsuming, which uh, we hear from Generation Z when it comes to um, consuming recycled products or consuming in circular economy fashion. Um, this is a, a way of, I would say, deconsumption, which is, again, more related to a more fluid idea of consumption than a more solid way of consumption. However, I would also like to say that Generation Z maybe also makes a virtue out of necessity, um, because as also one of our respondents here as answered, Generation Z is a generation which has less disposable income than previous generations. So the matter of having less money and needing more value for money than maybe other generations, like Generation Y, who say we are willing to spend, maybe the Generation Z is also more prone to these kind of circular economy models because it just helps them save money. So uh, this is something we really still need to look at also in terms of research. Um, what is the real driver behind these behaviors? Is it really the notion of sustainability, which sounds good? Um, or is it actually very um, personal reasons for saving money? Felicitas, the pandemic shook up the whole world. So Do you see differences in the impact that the pandemic had on different generations and therefore their approach to luxury? Yeah, I found it very interesting that two representatives out of four mentioned the pandemic spontaneously. So it was uh, Generation Z and Generation X. And uh, I quickly thought about why it was exactly those two generations and not the two others. And my explanation for that would be that these two generations have been the one whose lives have been shaken up the most. So Gen Z, I see that with our students here, who of course had a big cut in their daily lives in terms of not socializing that much and not going out that much, not being able to go to campus for studying, um, not flourishing as they would normally through traveling, through finding their identity, by expressing themselves, by finding their role in society. 
Um, for Generation X, I also would say that the challenge by the pandemic has been exceptionally high due to many Gen X representatives having family, oftentimes smaller kids or school kids. Um, and that, of course, changed their routine heavily by staying at home, homeschooling, um, yeah, changing a whole family routine. While Gen Y and the baby boomers, from my perspective, are the ones who have been hit less by the pandemic because either they are already in a stage of experimentation in their lives. So Gen Y, um, I would say these are people who are... Um, on the on the way of finding themselves finding their their yeah their job um being being maybe also um not so sensitive to changing a job or uh changing a location or changing plans um because that is a generation that has or that is an age where you actually need to change and be willing to change to make a career or to make uh, your partnership or whatever to make happen in your life so i think a pandemic has hit a, a generation here which is in a phase of adaptation um, and the baby boomer, I think the pandemic has not taken up so much because these are mostly people um, who um, have found their place in their life, who have a stable uh, family setting or a stable setting where they live in, um, who are not so active anymore in terms of, you know, partying, going out, socializing. They have their clear circle and also most of the time a smaller and well-defined circle of people with whom they interact. So um, the pandemic, by forcing people staying way more at home, I think that hasn't changed so much the lives of baby boomers compared to the lives of Gen Z or Gen X. So with that, um, certainly Generation Z and Generation X were the ones who have been forced to think a lot about their lives, about their way of um, showing up in life, uh, their ways of um, living. And uh, of course, with that coming their way of consuming. And I think therefore, these two generations have been especially been hit for the good and for the bad by the pandemic and therefore also their way of consuming and thinking about luxury. We have seen quite some differences between the generations in the interviews, but do you also see commonalities between them which would identify some sort of an yeah, Indian approach to luxury in contrast to other cultures? What I found really remarkable was something that Suresh called the nationalistic pride of Indians. And I think in all of those accounts that came through, um, uh, what was really striking was um, the, the, the reference of everyone to very strong Indian luxury houses, be it hospitality, be it fashion, be it designers, um, and also their own pride of their own country. So Nandini, the Gen X representative, she talks about um, people having gone to the West to study, to work, to make their experiences, and now bringing these experiences back to the East and infusing their own history, their own heritage, the rich folklore in India with inspirations from the West. And um, I think this is something very beautiful to see that 
though we are in a globalized world and India has opened up its economy towards the, the world, that they still have this very unique and very rich history and they cherish it, they cultivate it. And even the Gen Z kids, they cherish this uh, rich history and the, this rich craftsmanship and this rich folklore that has been built up. And I think that is beautiful. Um, that Although, I mean, exchange between cultures is, of course, great, but it's even greater if every culture still keeps their uniqueness and infuses other cultures with their uniqueness without making everything equal. So many thanks, Felicitas, for your conclusions and your comments around that. So I wish you all the best and, well, looking forward to the next episode with you. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much, Michael, for putting this exciting interview series together. And I would also like to thank our Indian guest speakers, Suresh, Ria, Nandini and Pallavi. Thank you very much and hear you soon. Thank you for listening to Luxury on Air with Kareen Sagedi and Felicitas Morhart. This podcast is provided to you by Deloitte Switzerland and the Swiss Center for Luxury Research. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can leave us a five-star review. If you're keen to stay up to date on what's trending in the luxury industry, don't forget to subscribe. As always, you can find more information about the current episode in the show notes. We wish you all the best. Until next time.